I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler, joined by Jared and Vanessa on the phone. What's up? But we have a very secret guest who I want to um, build a little bit of anticipation for. Is so, he cute? Vanessa and Jared, do you want to say hi real quick? Hi. Hello. Good to have you guys here. And Vanessa, you sound so crisp and clear. Guys, I'm um, in studio for you today. Gosh, you should. I committed. You're just the best. And of course, we're joined uh, by Easton and Mark. And one of my personal favorite uh, people from, probably on the, on the face of the planet, but more specifically from the Bachelor franchise. Can, I, can we get a drum roll, please? Oh. Mark, oh, Easton, yeah, someone? Here you go, ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Standing at six foot two inches tall, Peter Krause. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, it's six three. Baby. You're six two. <laughs> I'm taller than you are, and I'm only six one and three That's quarters. A lie. Um, yeah, so Peter's here with us today. He's going to be co-hosting because Vanessa's obviously in Montreal. Jared's in Rhode Island in his car, looking at wedding venues. Um, oh, Peter, I got something to ask you right after, but let's get to. Okay. Well, I mean, Vanessa, if you have something to ask him, just ask him. Well, yeah. No, Peter, I wanted, remember when, like, we reached out to you, we were going to do a charity event together? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What happened with that? that We never got, we never got, we never got back to us. Uh, that was, I was a little, I was a little butthurt. That, <laughs> wow. That was a very short period of time that I was in Canada. That's all I remember about it. Okay. Well, I guess. So right. can we put that behind us? Let, let bygones right be bygones? Yeah, I'm still a sour puss. Well, Peter, I'll put it behind say, us. I've never met you in person, so it's very nice to see you over the phone on the podcast for the first time. And nice to meet you too, bud. I've watched plenty of your videos with these boys over here, so sorry oh, about that. You seem like a fun guy. I, well, I do have to say, Peter, you have a great voice. Damn, I'm really jealous. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, that was oh. an interesting compliment. But um, well, anyways, let's just jump right into it and, and go into a ghosting story that we want to, I guess, kind of. To dissect a little bit. Well, yeah, we got we had some a lot of response from last week's ghosting focused episode of Help I Suck at Dating, and we got this from an anonymous caller. So we thought we'd little put a little exclamation point on last week's podcast before we get into the fresh stuff for this week. And this anonymous person says, "I absolutely love you guys, and the ghosting podcast was probably my favorite one yet." Question: Do you think ghosters should be casually confronted? I feel like so many guys I've experienced come across as being one way, then do a 180 and ghost. Should they be called out? Like a quick little task text saying, hey, what's up? Did you disappear? Something sarcastic would force them to give some type of explanation so they can't just take the easy way out. Or is it pointless because at the end of the day, we know what the answer is anyway. I hate dating. I hate ghosters. I'm still waiting for my person. I love you guys and have listened since day one. That's the anonymous emailer. I want to let Peter take this one. What do you think? I think nobody likes to be left hanging nobody likes to feel rejected so if you get ghosted it just leaves this big empty feeling of what happened and why what i do wrong so i think anybody is fair to question what happened and have questions for that person but do you really owe someone you don't know that well a response in something like that i think i don't know that either i think it boils back down to kind of what we discussed last week it's a pro it's not appropriate to ghost someone ever but it's more appropriate earlier in the relationship so correct oh yeah if you do it later on that's not then you need to confront them i almost think that confronting them at any moment is a good thing because you, you got nothing to lose. I, I don't know. Right. I feel like you're giving them what they want. You know, uh, I, I, what's I, that my, an explanation? No, like if I'm ghosted, so let's say Peter ghosts me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> why is it always me? <laughs> so Peter ghosts me. Um, I don't want to give him. Uh, like, I don't want to boost his ego and, like, message him and be like, hey, remember me? Why did you ghost me? I'm going to be like, no, you know what? I'm going to 
I get the point. It, it's yes. really that simple. At the end of the day, it's it's if a if he's not that into you, he's not gonna message you. Or if she's not that into you, she's not gonna message you. So you're, that's your answer. There's no point in digging further. Well, at what point yeah, do you decide where someone's at in the relationship and when it's okay to ghost and when it's not? I mean, listen, if we're dating for like months and you ghost me, yeah, I'm going to be knocking on your door. But if it's like a, a month in or like a couple of weeks in, like, mm, no, chances are that person was probably dating other people and something else sparked their interest. And you just became, what's that term when you're like on the side? A bencher? Benched, yeah, benched. Yeah. Yeah, benching's never good on it. Let me ask you guys a question. Is it considered, uh, not benching, is it considered ghosting? If you haven't met the person, say you've been like texting, you met this person on an online dating app, and then like a couple weeks in, you just kind of stop responding. They text you and you don't even respond. Would that be considered ghosting if you haven't met that person? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're showing some sort of interest and you guys are like messaging each other and, you know, you're giving signs that you're into that person, then all of a sudden you stop messaging them. You Again, you start wondering, like, is this something that I said? Is it something, you know, like, what is it? So I think that's still ghosting. All right, I've ghosted. I... Oh! oh! <laughs> so you I have. have. In the past. I mean, you guys never, like, I mean, I remember my online dating app days, like, I never, it just, you would talk to some people, and then you, it would just, like, a week go by, and you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I don't know if I'm going to beat up with this person ever, really realistic, and then you just, you well, kind of... And especially when, like, both sides kind of seem to, like, lack the initiative to make the move, I can understand why, like, that would happen, especially pre-meetup. You know, I think that's definitely, like, the least, like, least uh, severe case of it. That's a mild ghost. Very mild ghost. I I think it should be, like, that three-date rule. I mean, if you meet a, I I don't know, I guess here's the thing. If you meet somebody in person, you probably shouldn't ghost them. You should give them some sort of explanation of why. I agree, and here's the thing: as someone that I think I've admitted to ghosting people in the past, yes, and I've been ghosted in the past, and I think on both sides of that, I would prefer to be confronted and to confront. So I would be like, "Yes, if you're if this upset you, absolutely, please like approach me and be like, where the heck did you go, guy? Like, what the heck happened?'" And on the flip side of it, if I got ghosted, I think like we all do answers, you know. So I'd be like, "What happened? Like, why did you ghost me?" I know I'm not the most interesting guy in the world, but like, still, come on, you know. You're up there though. <laughs> Yeah, not the most, not, <laughs> not the, the most. most no. top, put me top two, top, but not top, the most. Okay, so I think our consensus, Vanessa says, why bother? General consensus is you've got nothing to lose, go for it. Yes, agreed. Right. Confront away. I'm always right in the end, so just don't, don't bother. I think I'm, I'm with Vanessa on this one. Why bother? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Confront them and then get an explanation of that they just weren't that into you? You know why? Yeah, exactly. You You're might... just getting a reconfirmation that they're not that into you. Or so closure. Like, ah. I, I mean, it depends on how deep the relationship went. If you guys yeah. met once and you got ghosted, I say don't confront. Now, granted, if you went on a few dates and it was going well and then he completely just dropped off the map, maybe confront then. I agree with that. One 100%. thing one thing you could always do if you get ghosted and, like, you're maybe a little down on your uh, confidence, whatever it is, is you could just hit the gym, <laughs> get yourself in shape, get yes. that revenge body put back together. And the best way to do that, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but probably is beach body on demand. Ooh. Yeah, we know Beachbody on demand. You guys have heard of us talk about it before. Uh, they've got a great history of success with P90X Insanity, 21-Day Fix, the Brazil Butt Lift, which I've seen Peter actually Ow. do a few times when we were on the show together. Always. Hip-Hop Abs, which is my personal favorite. I don't have abs yet, but I'm still trying to get them through Hip-Hop Abs. It's the best deal in fitness. All of the listeners out there can try Beachbody on demand for free by texting DEAN to 303030. 30. Um, 
So what are you waiting for? Join over the 1 million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. If you got ghosted, if you're looking to get back out there, maybe hit the beach and show everyone what you're working with, check it out. Use code DEAN to 303030. Um, you'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and support, totally free. You guys have heard me talk about it before. The nutrition part is my biggest uh, I guess, grievance when it comes to just being fit and, and having a healthy body. So it's nice that they can help with the nutrition information. Um, so again, check it out. Text Dean to 303030. That's D-E-A-N to 303030. And to start your free child today. I almost thought that I said too many three zeros, but I don't <laughs> no, think I did. No, you got it. You nailed it. 303030. <laughs> and don't get ghosted again. If you're looking fit, if that beach body on demand is really working it for you, I doubt you'll ever get ghosted again. We have to talk to Jared. Yeah, Jared. Big, big week for Jared. Jared, big something week. big happened to you on TV last night. I don't, I don't know if you saw on television last night, but uh, there was a new episode of Family Guy. Just, <laughs> just like Cinderella's slipper, that ring slid <laughs> right onto Ashley's finger. Oh, Congrats, buddy. Yay! Oh, You're the cutest, Jared. Oh, I can't believe I said that. I don't even remember. And then they were playing a promo a couple weeks ago, and then all of a sudden I heard my annoying voice go. Like you might not remember saying it, but how you weren't surprised that you said it, right? Like, no one was no. really shocked. Oh, my God. I, I was talking to Nick about it when he first heard it. He was like, that was the most Jared thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, well, I guess it's appropriate. I agree. But it was beautiful. We loved it. Okay, so tell us about the oh. experience a little bit. I know we've talked maybe, like, in-depth in the past, but now that it's aired and now that we've kind of seen it played back to us, like, just give us a quick little, I guess, rundown on, on the entire situation. Yeah, of course, man. So obviously we were trying to surprise Ashley, so she didn't really know what was going on when we were heading down, which is why we talked in front of the group and said, oh, we're handing out a day card, and then we'll go to the beach, and then we'll wait for couples to be brought to us, when in fact, as soon as we hit the beach, I knew that I was going to propose at some point. And so it was a really beautiful day, man, and, and even I was really nervous that entire morning, and I remember we were, she wanted to start drinking before we went to paradise, and Ashley is not a big drinker. So right. She has like a glass of champagne. She's going to get drunk, but she had the idea that we were going for a day card. So I was like, Ashley, just please, like, I, I can't tell you why I don't want you to get drunk. <gasps> just don't do it. And, um, but it was, it was a beautiful moment. And the idea to go back to paradise where I've screwed up so many times, um, with the girl that I love and to be in that moment and make that place right in our memories was something that I knew I needed to jump at the opportunity to. And, and uh, it was a beautiful day and a beautiful moment. We got dinner with Tanner and Jade later that day to celebrate. And um, to watch it back last night was nerve-wracking, to say the least. Um, I was excited to see it, but I was also very nervous, if I'm being honest. Uh, if you guys are watching, you know that uh, Ashley's ex-boyfriend, Kevin, is down in paradise. And How was I that? knew, I mean, when I got proposed, when I proposed down there, obviously I knew that Kevin was there. We saw him for a very quick second. Mm -hmm. and so I didn't know what was going to happen after we left. Mm -hmm. So that was very nerve wracking to not really know what was going to happen. And it, it was hard because going down to paradise, I didn't know if Kevin was there or not. You know, as, as we can all attest, if you're not there, you don't know who's there, who's left, who's still there. And I heard rumors that... And no one warned you there. or like no one gave you the heads up? Well, I mean, you guys, so what happened was I, I didn't ask for anything really um, that specific because I knew that if Kevin was down there, I was going to ask for one thing, which was him not to be there. Like, please mm -hmm. do whatever you need to do to make sure that Ashley and I go down there and this is, you know, the short time that we are down there is just for us. Right. Um, 
And so I was on the phone the night before, uh, you know, being as, uh, you know, stern as I possibly can be, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with certain people to try to make sure that he wasn't there. And unfortunately, it just wasn't really possible. And so it came down to me either proposing, um, which I had been planning for a month and a half, right. well before Kevin was even cast in our paradise. It just Aww. worked out this way. And so I that was like really soon into of... the relationship. Huh? That was really like in at the very beginning of the relationship, you knew you were going to propose. Well, I think he he made that pretty clear. Like he he was saying, if we're going to start dating, it's going to yeah. be a forever thing. So I think okay. even like once they began being romantic, you you kind of knew, right, Jared? Oh, totally. Like we started like we were pretty much boyfriend girlfriend like mid to late March, and um, you know a month in, I was like, I'm I'm absolutely proposing to Ashley. I have no doubts about it. And then. I, uh, you know, started talking about proposing down in paradise in about mid-May. So it was probably about a little, two months, roughly, about us dating. Granted, we'd known each other for over three years with a long history. I think it was a little different. Um, and so, so that was obviously difficult, knowing that, like, there was pretty much nothing I could do. Either I propose uh, and see Kevin for a quick second, um, or I don't. And so I made the decision to... Um, proposed because I didn't want to say no simply because of Kevin's feelings and I hope that he can understand and respect that um, and obviously you know when I was on the phone um, you know pretty much making sure that listen if he's there can you please just make it as less as little awkward as possible and they said they would that you know it was in the moment when I saw him for that quick second when he was in the crowd of people mm-hmm. and then we left and I didn't see him at all until he, yeah. just, he was very nice and he came up and congratulated us so, yeah. so it was like as soon as we're on the beach it was just Ashley and myself um, was it weird seeing like the conversations that they had of you guys after? Because you, obviously you weren't present for that when it happened, but then you see it back played back on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, and I can't really blame mm-hmm. Kevin at all. I mean, if I saw my ex, even if it was only a short relationship, come in and, and get engaged to another guy, I, I'd be upset too. How could you not be? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's hard to know that it just, you know, it really worked out the way it did. Where he was there, and then, you know, we had this engagement plan for a little while, so it was just, it worked out not really that well, but it still was just a wonderful moment for Ashley and myself, and the thing is, you know, Kevin seems to be very happy with another girl, so I'm, I'm happy about that, and I think it worked out for all parties, where even Kevin tweeted this last night, where he was just like, I, you know, I was able to move on, but they're happy, so it worked out for everybody, so. At what point do you um, think Ashley knew that you were um, asking her to marry you? Well, she may have knew uh, in the hotel before we left. I don't know if she knew or not, but she knew that there was an inkling of a possibility that we could get engaged. It right. was dropping hints for the, the month prior. She was like, hey, if you ask me tomorrow, I'd say yes. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then she told me that I was not allowed. We were, we couldn't move in together until we were engaged. And I was like, well, Is Ashley, say in November we're not engaged and we want to live together. And she's like, well, that's on you. So <laughs> I think that she was going to say yes, and I think – as soon as we started walking to the beach towards the middle of the daybed, and I stopped and, and, and started just, like, you know, saying how much I love her, I think she knew in that moment it's about to go down. I agree. Um, so it was cool. She was walking in the sand with her heels, you know, just like a queen. So. <laughs> did, did you get to sit down with uh, Did you get to sit down with Neil Lane and pick out a ring? No. So I was on the phone. Um, I didn't actually see the ring until that day. I saw pictures of it. Um, I was on the phone um, for a few weeks prior. Um, you know, 
saying what I wanted in the ring and what Ashley wanted in the ring, and it worked out because Ashley's somebody, you know, friends of so many producers that she had talked to them prior about a ring that she wanted, and I talked to her sister Lauren about everything that she wanted in a ring. So it worked out well. We were able to narrow it down to the ring that we wanted, and actually we didn't pick out the ring because Neil didn't have a ring that we wanted, so he actually made it for Ashley, which was incredible. He made um, the ring? And so it was cool. So we walk down. There's two sets of stairs when you walk down to Paradise. There's one, and then you say hi to Harrison, and then there's another set of stairs from sort of the beach. So when we first walked down, they had to figure out a way to get me the ring. And so one of the producers was like, all right, I'm going to walk you guys down separately the first set, you know, in case you want to tease that you guys might be coming in alone. And then the second set of stairs, you can walk down together. And, of course, that was a ploy because he was like, all right, Jared, you go first. So I walked down the stairs, and there was another producer waiting for me. And he's like, well, I have something for you. And that's where he gave me the ring, and I was able to actually see it in person and not over the phone for the first time. And really, he, they gave me like a minute to myself to just soak in that moment and try to just remember everything I was going to say um, and just have that, you know, couple minutes just by myself with the ring, realizing what this symbolizes and what I'm about to do. So it, nice. was, it was a wonderful day, and watching it back was beautiful, and I was with my parents last night. And um, we just sat in my living room and eagerly waited for the proposal to air. It was a really great moment. I feel like you had it such a unique situation because your engagement was announced basically the day after it happened. And then so you got to experience that. And then obviously, like you've had the two months since that to now. And now you kind of got to like relive it. Mm-hmm. It's like a very unique oppor- like experience. And I feel like that's just super awesome because obviously we all watched it last night. Um, it, it was very unique. Uh, and. I'm very grateful for it, but it's crazy when you think back upon it because I remember when we got engaged in Paradise thinking, okay, well, I guess we can't really talk about it for the next two months. Right. And then later that night, we got a text saying, hey, we might tease something tomorrow. Um, Good morning, America might have something. We're like, okay. And then the next morning, it was the picture of me on one knee and it was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we don't have to hide it, which is great. And then it was filled up until it actually aired. So. It was a very unique engagement, to say the least, not only because it was on TV with The Bachelor in Paradise, but the fact that it was announced two months prior to everybody else witnessing it. Um, but it was uh, a pretty incredible moment. Yeah. And now we got to all bask in it with you, which is even more incredible, I think. You know? I know. You you poor bastard. You had to hear about it for so long, and now it just got aired. <laughs> now you got to talk more about it. God. As long we as this is the last guys. time we ever have to talk about it, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't blame you there. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but currently I'm in Rhode Island which is why I'm not in studio and we're looking at wedding venues and we think we just might have found the venue so nice um, is it is it Taylor Swift's house it's not live in Rhode Island unfortunately Uh, we tried to sneak in and we got arrested but that's a whole different story (laughs) no Um, uh, but it is a beautiful beautiful mansion that is very great Gatsby like uh, that as we walked in you guys should get married at the bachelor mansion no, no. Why not? No. Come on. For continuity's well, we, sake, you guys met on Bachelor Show. You met on another Bachelor Show. You got engaged gotta, on a Bachelor Show. Now it's time to get married on another Bachelor location. And I swear, if you don't birth your first child somewhere <laughs> in Bachelor Nation's location. Or at least baptize them in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the thing about the mansion, we actually kind of talked about it. We were joking about it. But we actually had a chance to go back there a couple weeks ago. And the thing that's weird about that is that when I'm back there, Caitlin was my bachelorette and Chris was her bachelorette. So all our memories there are of other people. So that's why we were like, we would never want to get married here. Because we walk in, we're like, oh, yeah, that was where I talked to Caitlin. She's like, oh, yeah, that's where I talked to Chris. And I was like, eh, let's not do that here. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, that's definitely interesting. I saw the pictures, but uh, 
Yeah. Um, all right, Jared. So, uh, well, thanks, thanks for sharing all of that. Obviously, it's it's great to see. We're so happy. You for and you Ashley guys. happy together. Thanks, guys. Um, good luck picking out the venue. Well, it sounds like you already got the venue picked out, I guess, right? So we'll see that. We might. We'll see that. What next year in what like August is when the wedding is going to be. Uh, we're thinking August right now, and so yeah, of course you guys are going to be invited, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a great time. So it'll be fun. Nice man. Well, we're Will soon. Easton and I be invited? Of course, guys. Oh, thanks, man. Dual best men. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you and Peter are friends too, he has to come. Like, yeah, where's my invite? <laughs> oh, Peter, you're coming too. I just met you. I've never met you in person, but I'll vouch for him. <laughs> you're gonna get yourself in yeah. trouble right, cool. real quick here. Watch out. This? Dean, I'll give you a plus one, and you can bring Peter. Oh, I thought hey. we were debating whether or not I was going to get a plus one, but yeah, if that's the case, I'm there. Can I bring a plus five? I've just got a bunch of friends who I feel like we want to be there. Everyone's hitting him up. <laughs> um, sweet, man. Well, like I said, we're all stoked for you. It was great to be able to see it played back. I know we've kind of all been waiting for this moment uh, since it happened. I guess a lot of us have been waiting for it for about three years, and so it's nice to finally yeah. see it all come full circle. It's kind of funny, the commentary okay. afterwards, Jenna was like, just goes to show you that all it takes is like a little persistence of just breaking someone down year after year after year. <laughs> yeah, mercilessly. Mercifully, mercilessly, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it, it all worked out, obviously. That's great. Um, I know, I'm a lucky guy, man. All right, guys, you guys have fun. Talk more about dating. And hopefully uh, when I see you next, I'll fuck a little up. <laughs> yeah, get back to the studio. We miss you in here. All right, bye, guys. Miss you too. Bye. Enjoy the East Coast. Adios. Um, well, that reminds me that whole conversation for some reason. It's just, I don't know why. Hmm. Have you guys ever heard of 23 and me? Yes, I did. I you, have. You, you did I, it. Listen, Vanessa, did you? I haven't, but let me tell you, I really want to do this because you can test your ancestry. And apparently my last name is Grimaldi. So I might have royal blood guys. What do you mean? Yeah. There's like the, the, <laughs> the, the royal family in Monaco's, their last name is Grimaldi. Oh. So I'm like, I have to spit in this tube to see if I get. If I have like any royal blood. So know. are they processing your saliva right now? Uh, no, but I'm going to definitely order it. Right. Well, so remember that restaurant? I was in Denver on Friday night this past weekend. And then there's a restaurant called Grimaldi's. Yes, you sent me that. Maybe it's a royal restaurant in Denver. Oh, you know <laughs> well, what? So anyways, for those of you that don't know, what 23andMe is, it's a, as Vanessa said, it's a DNA testing service that can offer insights into your ancestry, health, wellness, and traits. It's pretty cool. It's easy to do. You basically spit into a tube. Uh, provided by the 23andMe kit, mail your saliva sample back to the lab to let it be analyzed. Um, it gives you back a lot of like really crazy reports that you never really thought to consider, like uh, your bitter taste report, and it's like the sweet versus salty report, so your DNA can play a role in determining those food preferences from sweet, salty to bitter. Um, and it's funny because I've always thought, like I don't know exactly what I like. I just obviously like just continuously eat it, like I'll eat a lot of chocolate, whatever it is, but it's weird to see like the the DNA driven results that kind of tell you about it. It is weird. Cause like it said to me, like you probably have detached earlobes. I'm like, I do. I do. Exactly. Earlobes. Right. <laughs> or there's, there's the sleep reports one where it's like the deep sleep report tells you if you're more likely to be an especially deep sleeper and mine said, I'm not. Ooh. So like, I, I, which is true. Like I wake up all the time randomly and for like the smallest little sound. So it's weird to see that. And then the, the lactose intolerance report, which sheds lights, what sheds light, into how your genetics may affect your ability to, to digest dairy products. And then the bigger picture, of course, is like our boss here at Kiss FM, his name is John, and he found half-sisters he never knew he had. No way. Oh, that's what? Kind of the whole, that's yes. crazy. Oh, that's, that's a cool. crazy story. And he's actually developed a relationship with them. They're close now. Like, it's really been a life-changing thing that's awesome. for him to spit in that tube. I see. I did not discover that. Although I did, so it gives you back, obviously, like the locations from which your ancestors yes. are most likely from. Mm -hmm. And I was very hopeful it'd be like 5%, something like interesting, right? But something it was exotic. Exotic, maybe You're like Africa or like Native American, Australian, yeah. Yeah. somewhere in, in Asia. 
but I'm 100% European. Yeah, me too. Which is very boring. That's yeah. not boring. <laughs> it's pretty boring. I'm going to be honest. I think it is. Anyways, <laughs> order your 23andMe health and ancestry service kit at 23andMe.com slash Dean. That's the numbers two and three, A-N-D-M-E dot com slash D-E-A-N. Just go there, order it. You can see, like we said, your your sleep reports, your bitter taste, your sweet versus salty reports. Maybe you'll find some half-siblings out there in the you world. You never know. And by the way, also, you haven't found any yet, but it is always kind of repopulating. More people are going in all the time. Right. You're going to get emails saying, we found more genetic matches for you, and then you go in and see how close they are to Which you. would be pretty cool. Like I said, I think when I was driving through Ireland, I came across an Unglert's Bakery. Oh, yeah. I want them to take their genetic report because I'm still convinced we have some relation to each other. You in could some inherit way. that bakery someday. <laughs> and wouldn't that be the something? Because Lord Lord knows I love baked goods. <laughs> um, anyways, check it out again. That's 23andme.com slash Dean. Go ahead, buy your kit, spit in the tube, send it back to them, and see kind of exactly where you're from. Um, next step, let's jump into our main man, Peter Krauss. Yo. You know, it's funny because I think like maybe the second episode we had was with Peter. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I came on pretty early in there. Peter, was update. Back. So can you update us on what's going on with you? Uh, I'm, same old, like same old. I'm living in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, not a whole lot. Same stuff I've been doing. So I have my personal training business back there and uh, <laughs> opening up a gym in the late winter, early spring kind of time. Traveling the country right now, teaching my big time boot camps. Uh, I actually have one in LA tomorrow. Check it out. I'll when be there. air. This airs tonight. Yeah. Ooh, everybody should come to my, my boot camp at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. Dodger Stadium? Oh, at so Dodger cool. Stadium on the field. And go check it out. It's on my page. You could have 50,000 people show up. You could accommodate. We could. It's not going to be, but we could. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, tomorrow being September 5th, Wednesday. Just Wednesday, because, yep. So yeah, the game's yeah. at 4.30, but the actual boot camp starts around 7.30. It'll be right after the game. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Well, if uh, I was so in yeah, LA, I would that. definitely come and support. I appreciate that. I think you could still fly out, Venice, to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm going to Toronto tomorrow. That won't. Oh, for TIFF? Uh, no, I'm going for a conference. I'm going with Taylor Nolan for my season. So it's it's a really cool conference. It's uh, a couple hours north from Toronto, and there's a bunch of investors and startup companies, people who have started companies. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff there. But I think the most mm. important question that I'm asking myself and a lot of probably women are asking themselves peter are you still single i am currently single yes great question vanessa i know <laughs> everyone was thinking it wait so have you dated since the show so i just like i haven't really been like fully immersed into like the bachelor franchise after my season ptsd it's real people yeah oh, it um is. <laughs> but you were like really well loved and liked and everyone wanted you to be the next lead well, and thank you um, you didn't do anything, kind of like me. You didn't do anything after your season of uh, after Rachel's season. You didn't do Paradise. You didn't do win. You did. You didn't do Winter Games. No, mm, I did not. No. Nope. Um. So you've kind of like distanced yourself from the franchise. Um. Have you dated anyone from the franchise though? I have not dated anybody no? from the franchise. No. Okay. I did get back into like kind of casual dating though. Uh, get on or got on a dating app, which when we were talking about you ghosting and all that, that definitely came back up. Wait, because you the, got on a dating app? Yeah, so I'm back on Bumble. I was on Bumble. I think I got kicked off. What? <laughs> I can't Why? log on right now. <laughs> I don't think I actually got kicked off. I just can't log on and it won't let okay, me. Okay, so Peter's yeah. on Bumble, guys. Or I am he? on Bumble. I feel like ghosting is much more prevalent on dating apps. Dating apps, it's ridiculous. Well, there, there's just so many conversations going on at once. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of get lost into it without realizing it that you're looking for the most exciting one. Right. But then if that doesn't come, you just kind of lose all of them. Right. And it's unfortunate. I'd rather focus on one or two 
specific people try and just have a really good conversation with them and then build from there but now when there's so many options it just it's overwhelming so they you lose all of them so do you think going on a dating app is the new way of meeting someone because i've never been well, on totally any so. really so yeah. i have to go on a dating app <laughs> well it depends what you do for a living are you busy are you i'm very busy but yeah, i, okay, I want to meet go. someone organically i want to meet like I don't know, like Dean introduces me to someone who thinks, you know, we'd be a great match. Sure. I don't want to meet, I don't know if I meet, if I meet Vanessa, someone. I'd love to introduce you to my friend Peter. I think you guys would be a great match. <laughs> I heard he's great. <laughs> so, I mean, we started off on the wrong foot, but you know what? We might have like a story like Jared and Ashley. Oh, man. <laughs> Looking deep into the future now. I will say a lot of it depends on um, location as well. Maybe not a lot of it, but Big a good time. amount of it because... Wisconsin maybe doesn't have as much uh, of a dating pool as someone like Los Angeles. Well, or Madison Toronto. is a college town, so there's a lot of turnover. But there. Peter doesn't want to be dating a I'm student 32. in college. <laughs> 32? Oh wow, I didn't realize you were 32. Yeah, there are there are no college kids in my foreseeable future, which is good. I mean, maybe like a graduate student, perhaps. Oh wait, possible. okay, Peter or, or you guys, the guys in the studio. Um, yeah. What is so? Peter, you're 32. Dean, you're 27. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Ooh. What's the youngest you would date? Like, what's the um, the cutoff line? 22, 23. 22, 23 for Dean. Yeah, I have mine Pete. set at like 24, 25. I think. 24. F- guys, I'm turning 31. No, well, that's okay. starting though. I mean, but it, that's the low end. Yeah, you can go upwards of. <laughs> okay, fine. What's the highest? 40. What's what's the highest? 35. Okay. I'm maybe still in maybe the pool. 34, mm-hmm. 33. That's okay. It. Probably 37, 38. But again, you can't put numbers on anything. All right, let's get your floor. Exactly. Me? Um, I honestly, I don't know. I'm so conflicted because I've dated guys who, so I'm turning 31 and I've dated guys who are 10 years older and they acted 10 years younger. And then I've dated guys who, well, I dated one or two guys that were a little bit younger than me and it was just catastrophe. So I don't know. I guess like I want to try dating someone around 30 to 35. Mm. Um, because I feel like in that age range, they're maybe not as jaded as someone who is a little bit older. And someone who I feel like is a little bit older might have commitment phobia. <laughs> you think someone that's older has commitment phobia? I don't know. Seems I like feel a like generality that, a little bit. No, well, listen, the guys that I've dated, every guy, I mean, look at my history, every guy is still single. And I'm like, is it me that basically like screwed them up? Or, no, it cannot be that. Or is it they're just, like, scared of commitment? Do you believe that there's a person for everybody? Like, there is a person for you? I think there are multiple people that um, you are, quote-unquote, meant to be with or people Mm. that you connect with on a deeper level. I don't think there's that one specific person. I think we've had this conversation with Jared, and I think Jared believed that there was one. I don't don't know if it was him. Anyway, but I I think in, in life, you know, like, I was living in L.A., does it mean that my guy was in LA? I don't know. Now I'm in Montreal. Does it mean my guy's in Montreal? I don't know. It could be that my guy's in Europe or my guy's in Australia. Or it doesn't mean that wherever you are, that that's where you're going to find your person. I think your person is out there. It all depends on where you are in life. But fate will force you together, right? So yeah. maybe that's why you went to Montreal. You went yeah. back to Montreal because exactly. that's where he is waiting for you. Or, yeah. I've heard 33 is the age where guys want to settle down hmm. okay, because 30 they get freaked out by 30 and then the first few years of their 30s are spent in denial pretending they're still in their 20s 33 is when they're like you know what it's time well so peter's 31 is he still pretending 32, 32. 32. oh my mistake well i feel like i've actually been through probably three stages in my life where i was like okay i'm ready to settle down and then was in a relationship it didn't work out now the fact like i'm not ready to settle down mm-hmm. so i think it's all dependent on where you're at in your life uh, whether you're I open for somebody thing, too though. 
I hate the saying, settle down. Like, settle, well, settle down. Like, yeah, not literally. You're not like, oh, I'm done going out and partying yeah. all the time, settling it's myself down. like a negative connotation to it. Like, no, I want to like be with this person forever. Well, right. Yeah, settling does, but settling down. So it's just, Correct. It's, well, a 33 is when a guy's ready to make a commitment. Yeah. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but have you guys re- ever read Plato's Symposium? Easton, nope. Easton has. We've talked about this one yeah, before. We used it in my wedding. That's right. <laughs> the ultimate commitment. Which is amazing. Yes. So there's that story on, in Plato's Symposium where uh, back in Greek mythology, people were conjoined at the hip. Basically, you had four arms, four legs, two heads, and Zeus, fearing the power of these ultimate humans, split them in half with a lightning bolt. And then your life from that point forward is the pursuit of finding the person that he split you in half from. Oh, wow. I think that's what? romantic in that's the sense amazing. where there's one person out there for you, and it's the person that you were supposed to be conjoined with from birth. And you're, you're no equal. Yeah. It's your other half. Darren Zeus splitting everybody up. Yeah, Zeus, what the hell? Yeah. We're just trying to be happy. <laughs> Unbelievable. So to that point, I, I disagree with Vanessa. I don't think that there are multiple people out there. I think I'm more on Jared's side of things by saying there is one person out there that will provide you complete and utter happiness. And that's your goal in life is to find that person. So will you settle down before you find that person? No. I say settle down again, but I don't. What, what is another term? If you don't like that term, what is the term? I think until I'm unable to pry myself away from someone for an extended period of time, I will not be fully convinced that I found my forever person. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not, if I don't have like this undeniable gravitational pull towards someone, Mm-hmm. And like some just utter weird distaste for Zeus for knowing that he kept me apart from this person. I mean, up till this point in my life, I'm not gonna. I just I don't know. That's just how I feel. Have you not I had think, that at this point? Um, I thought I've had it. Like in high school when I dated this girl. Um, like definitely the first love of my life. I've been in love. I just obviously it hasn't worked out up to this point. So I don't. I would say no. I don't think I've had it up to now. How will you know? You like I said, you just. You got to be attached to them, like like uh, Velcro. Listen, I dated someone in my t- when I was 24, and I thought this was it. This is the love of my life. We were looking for a house and engagement rings and all that. And I think at that point in my life, I I was I don't I I knew I, I was in love, but I he wasn't the right person for me. He just didn't want to have kids, and I spoke about this before. Mm-hmm. So. I, I think that was my biggest love um, up to date. And if to look back, like, I think at that stage in my life, that's who I was meant to be with. And I learned and I grew so much from that relationship. And it was the most heart-wrenching breakup ever, ever. And um, I'm happy I went through it because then I got to meet Nick. And then I got to meet, you know, I got to have this podcast with you guys. And I, you know, I have so many great, like, love stories after that breakup so i don't think there's one person and i i don't know i just feel like there's multiple people that you can connect with on a deeper level and for me i want to be able to find that person that will encourage me to um be a better version of myself and will be my cheerleader because i'm always like that person in a relationship that has to i feel like i love being the person who's encouraging my man to do better and to do more and to succeed and you know and I never really had that reciprocated I never had a guy who was like yeah yeah like do more with your career or like reach a higher level I was always that person giving my all and that's what I'm seeking for at this stage in my life you know like I'm emotionally stable financially stable well emotionally stable as much as I could be (laughs) but I I want to find someone who's who wants to grow with me and um to find that equal partnership so 
I, I feel like it, that shouldn't be that hard to find, right? That oh. bar seems pretty low to me. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But at the same time, like, I want to find someone who will be a great father because I know, like, I cried about this last last episode, but I know how great of a mother I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to be able to find someone who's going to be even a better father than I will ever be a mother, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's tough because I want, yeah, it's, it's really simple. What I'm looking for is really simple. I want to have fun. That's the thing. I want to be able to be with someone and just have fun with them and, you know, not make big things, small things into like big arguments. Um, yeah. So it's not, yeah, I don't know. I can't find them. Um, before we move on here, and Peter, you can stick around for this. We need to tease the tease what's coming up here because it's pretty exciting. <clears throat> Dean's getting hypnotized on this show. Yeah. We probably should have mentioned it before now. <laughs> Let's put that in big letters in the description. Because <laughs> Dean's getting hypnotized. I'm so excited. What are you hoping to accomplish with this? Um, what am I hoping? Well, first and foremost, let me just put it out there that I'm a large skeptic when it comes to okay. this type of thing. All right. And so I'm predicting nothing is going to happen from it. All right. But you don't think you're going to get same. hypnotized? I don't think I'll be hypnotized. Nope. I'll be shocked okay. if you change. I, I but agree. are we going to make you dance like a chicken? Are well, we gonna... I don't know if I trust you enough to believe that it's true. If you do get hypnotized. <laughs> so here's here's what uh, we told uh, Nancy, who's going to be coming in to hypnotize me. Dr. Nancy Irwin. Dr. Nancy Irwin, fantastic hypnotherapist. She's been on many shows. She's done an incredible job. Um, I personally have never been hypnotized. I've always been very skeptical of these things. And she asked us what I would be interested in discovering about myself through this hypnotherapy. Um, and I said, the one thing that I would prefer to kind of like get a better understanding of if it's at all possible is to like help me uncover some sort of hidden passion that I have that could provide direction for me in life. Right. Um, and so like, while I thought about that, I was like, well, maybe I should like have it be dating centric, like that kind of thing. Um, but I think that the one thing that I need to really focus on is finding that direction for myself in life. And so that's why I'm hoping she can help uncover for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. or at least maybe shed like a little bit of light on it, open a door or a window, whatever it might be. Um, so we'll see, but again, I'm not expecting much. But you're gonna you're gonna give it your all, right? You're not just gonna sit I'll here and roll your it. eyes. Right. You're gonna buy in. Okay. I'll be very. I'm inherently just through, with everything in the world. I'm very skeptical. Yeah. I'll ask many questions, but I have no problem. Um, I guess like, what's the word? Uh, like unraveling myself and being open to those types being of ideas. Because you, yes. you do have something you would really legitimately like to discover about yourself. Sure. And if a pseudoscience will help me get there. Then okay, that well, then so be it. Not sure that attitude is going to. But it'll be very interesting. And like I said, Nancy's a very prominent hypnotherapist. She uh, yeah, she's been on a lot of TV shows. Of she's best. worked with a lot of great people. Um, so we'll see. And she's coming in studio, right? Yeah, she's waiting outside the door right yes. now. So let's talk about Audible for a second. Oh, I love audiobooks. How about you, Vanessa? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm listening right now to my The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty because I don't have time to read, but I have a long commute every day in Los Angeles, so mm. I listen to it and it's really gripping. What is it called again? The Husband's Secret. Okay. I'll put that one next on my Audible list. I'm listening to Sapiens right now. Sapiens? Yeah, it's really good. Is that a fiction or nonfiction or what? It's just, it's like about the progression and evolution of humankind. Oh, wow. This is high end. By the way, mine is like about a wife who finds out her husband's secret. I do love, I love books like that. Okay, good. There's a book that I listened to on Audible not too long ago called, um, oh, The Morning, what the heck was it? It was about a woman who had short-term memory loss, and she would wake up every morning and not know who her husband was. Fifty they first ma- dates? They made a movie out of it. No, <laughs> the they did Not the notebook. <laughs> the moral of the story is I listened to it on Audible. Uh, it was an incredible experience because Audible, it makes reading easy. As Mark said, you can listen to it while you're driving in traffic or, or falling asleep. Whatever time you're able to really listen to music or any time you can fill it in with Audible. 
um, you know, listen to a new book, read a new book, essentially. I, I have a question for you because I've had this debate with my friend recently. If you listen to a book on Audible and then your friends are talking about reading that same book, can you chime in and be like, oh, I read that book I too? I think so, yeah. You can? <laughs> yeah, okay. yes. Okay, I agree. I, I listen to that book. Um, anyways, it's a, it's a better way to binge content uh, you love while doing the things you love, like, you know, driving, working out, whatever it might be. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like uh, Sapiens or like Mark's book, which is The Husband's Secret. Husband Secret. Is yours yes. Before I Go to Sleep. Before I Go to Sleep. That's what it is. Thank you so much. Um, fantastic book. It, it was literally, it's funny too, because while I was listening to that, I would often transition between that and music. And the very, I was listening to like Kygo at the time. And so now whenever I hear Kygo, I think of like this, I get like stressed out and anxiety because like the book is really good, but it like places you in it so well. Um, and Audible was a big part of that because like obviously it kind of places you in it. So they help you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, pick up exactly where you left off, whether it's your phone, your car, your tablet, your Amazon Echo. You get all of those through tons of books while doing anything you want. Um, and if you want, you can start your 30-day trial and get your very first audiobook for free. Just go to audible.com slash Dean Dating or text Dean Dating to 500-500. Um, check it out. Read some books. Listen to some books. Again, it's... Uh, audible.com slash d-e-a-n-d-a-t-i-n-g or text dean dating to 500 500 you can do it all with audiobooks check it out before i go to sleep it's available right now on audible looking at it right here and people really love the narrator in particular nice yeah, yeah i liked it too the lips are thin <laughs> turn down i cry out and there it is. That's your book, right? There. <laughs> there are a lot of similarities between that book and the book you like, I feel yes, like. Yes, I think so. It sounds like, it. like a like kind of like a fiction thriller suspense. I, in mine, and I'm not giving anything away, she finds a note in a drawer, like she's going through like old financial stuff in a drawer, and she finds a note that says, um, to be opened in the event of my death mm. to, my to my wife, Cecilia. And he's not dead, and, but she really wants to read that letter. Of course. Letter. Oh, yeah. Because when she mentions it to him, he kind of freaks out. Wow. So it's good. It's really juicy. <laughs> oh, here we go. So everyone, Dr. Nancy's in studio Yay! with us. Yay! Great Thank to have you. you. Do you want us to call you Dr. Nancy the That's entire time? Fun. Okay, Absolutely. Dr. Nancy. Ooh, um, so for those that are unfamiliar, Dr. Nancy is a clinical psychologist, a hypnotist, speaker, and author. But if you want to, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself in your own words, if you don't mind? Absolutely. I'm originally from Atlanta, as uh, you can probably tell. And I moved out to Hollywood. I was in entertainment for a while. I moved out here because I heard Hollywood needed more blondes. Yeah. And <laughs> had a little career change. Love it. I fell in love with my volunteer work, which was uh, working with sexually abused kids. And I just got fascinated, if you will, with trauma. And I was able to see there was just something more for me to do besides being entertainment. So voila, here I am. Love it. Yeah. And so how long ago was that when you moved to LA? Oh gosh, 94 okay. after the earthquake. Okay. <laughs> Do you miss it? Good. <laughs> Do I miss entertainment? No, you miss the earthquake, earthquake which <laughs> is good. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, and so now you, you've been on a lot of TV shows yeah. in terms of your, your hypnotist, uh -huh. I guess, therapy. I, I called it hypnotherapy. Is that appropriate or? Yeah. And psychology issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so is that what you specialize in? Do you have like your own practice or is it more so um, like traveling around and I guess just helping people fix their problems, right? I do it all, baby. Yeah. I, have, I have a private practice in okay. West LA, but I also work at Seasons Recovery Center okay. in Malibu, right. treating addictions and the trauma behind that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, well, obviously we would love if you could try to hypnotize me. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about my problems for a little bit and where do we start? <laughs> Because <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about them. Um, obviously, the podcast is called Help I Suck at Dating. And it, it originated from my inability to uh, be good at dating, just plain and simple. But I think what I'd really like to work on, I think something that 
um, I always struggle with personally is I've yet to really find like a direction that I want to pursue like wholeheartedly in my life, mm-hmm. like professionally. Um, it could be uh, honestly anything, just something that will, I guess, kind of give me more uh, sustained purpose, you know, Got it. because not that I don't necessarily feel like I have that, but I feel like I should be doing something more. So this my- has nothing to do with dating today. It might come back to that. I okay. don't know. It possibly could. But like, I feel like if I were to fix this issue of like, of really understanding what I want to do with my life, then mm-hmm. that will make dating fall in line and like, it'll kind of make things more sure. clear for me. Usually our issues are all intertwined. Mm-hmm. So those, while they appear like diverse issues, they really, they go together. Because okay. the more you know yourself and what you're committed to, your mission in life, if you will. Right the more fit and ready you will be for the appropriate partner. Right. And so that's what I'm hopeful for. Have yeah. you, you ever done anything like this before? I've never been hypnotized before. Have mm. you gone to therapy at all? Talked to anybody before? I've, so mm-hmm. I, I, after I broke up with Leslie, I started going to therapy. So I've been going for the past three or four months. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know you're a big advocate for it. Peter's a big Absolutely. advocate for therapy. So yeah. am I. Yeah. Vanessa too. Music yeah. to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, obviously all we can really hope to is just be better people. And so, I feel, you know, whatever means necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do you think? I mean, in terms of what I plan to accomplish, you think it, it's a good place to start? I think it's an excellent place to start. Yeah. Um, and, and here's what I want to point out. Not that I want you to change the name of your show, I Suck at Dating. But here's the deal about <laughs> hypnosis. Um, there's a lot of old wives' tales about it, how it does and doesn't work. So I want to bust up some of those old wives' Let's tales and explain. Really, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Okay. This only works because you want it to. Mm-hmm. So it's all um, self-fulfilling prophecies. So I look at the languaging behind anyone's thoughts and their behavior because all human behavior comes from the unconscious Mm -hmm. and that's driven by our deep-seated beliefs well what are beliefs they're words strung together if you will that have certain images that drive our behavior so when you are uh, plugged into i suck at dating that's sort of a belief of yours Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. to criticize you just to point out then you're going to keep sucking at dating right it's Mm -hmm. like a self-fulfilling prophecy as you absolutely Mm-hmm. So you might want to say, um, you know, my history has been poor with dating. Okay. Not that that would be an attractive name of a show. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really want to change that behavior and say, I'm learning how to relate better. Right. I'm improving in attaching to women. Well, there was a very extended period of time where I was lobbying very hard for a name change of the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Those glory days. Yeah. But that was I, a good one. She just mentioned maybe that's it. But yeah. Uh, but but then it kind of came to me. I was like, all right, fine. Like I'll, I'll bear this burden of sorts and like use it not like i don't know it, it was more so just like it's kind of a satirical title is the way yeah. i look at it you know? i understand yeah but here's the deal the subconscious does not understand sarcasm okay it's very mm-hmm. confusing mm-hmm. because words i say words really don't exist mm-hmm. a language is a social construct right Human, who made up languages? Human beings. Right. Millions of them since our caveman ancestors. And every word and every language represents some sort of picture. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling a child, for example, Bobby don't slam the door, what's Bobby probably going to do? Slam the door. Exactly. <laughs> what smart parents do is say, Bobby, I need you to close the door gently. A whole different picture. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is occurring to the tune of about 100,000 thoughts a day. And at night, because when dreaming, we still have sure. images flowing. So we're all self-hypnotists. Okay. So if you keep focusing on what you don't want, you're going to get it. Right. 
instead of focusing so on what you do. Flip it around. Yeah, I work with a lot of professional athletes. How would it be? I'm not working with any of the Dodgers, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> but if they were standing there at home plate and they said, oh, my God, don't choke, don't strike out. Those are heavily charged words, and they underperform. Right. Mm-hmm. So what smart coaches do, especially the ones who listen to me, they speak hypnotically and they say, do well. smack that right. ball to the next county. Sure. Hold so your Positive arms. reinforcement. Exactly. Exactly. This is beyond Pollyanna, just positive thinking. If you want to get scientific, it sets up mirror neurons in the brain. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to the home plate, your brain thinks it's already done what you've already rehearsed. Gotcha. So for you to keep saying, I'm attracting the ideal mate. I'm working on myself to be more ready for her. Uh Say things like that, and you'd be shocked and amazed what begins to come into your life. I've always been a big advocate of self-deprecation, too. And I can understand Uh that maybe the... That's what Dean does when he gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I I was a comedian for years. I made my living off being self-deprecating. So I know all about it, and it wasn't real healthy for me. Yeah. So I understand that. It's funny if you can keep that compartmentalized and then sort of Mm -hmm. unplug from that when you're a human being, Dean, and, you know, without the microphone, without the cameras in your Mm -hmm. own life. Right. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's funny because Peter and I, we even went out to dinner last night, and, like, some girl came up to us and was like, to me, it was like, you're the most attractive person I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, Aww. have you seen the man sitting next to me? Excuse Aww. me. <laughs> but, so, Dean, you did say that you're bad at receiving compliments. Yes, but I also, terrible. I think that the ability to take a compliment with some humility has kind of become a lost art. So it's kind of like, well, what do you say to someone like that? It's a complete stranger. And then you no, just kind of linger. I would say linger. thank you. I've learned. I've well, learned he did, but then she stayed. Oh. And then it got weird. It, That's yeah, a whole they, other story. did stay for a while. It's kind of uncomfortable. You just say thank you. That's very lovely of you to say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. It's a matter Dean, of Dean, you're so hot. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> you too, boo. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, get, let's get to the uh, hypnosis. Can we yeah. do that? Yeah. Can we see what happens here? Absolutely. Okay. How do we do this? Okay. Logistically. So, I, so here's the deal. I don't. People think that they go into some alternate universe or I'm, I'm going to turn you into a robot or put you in a coma. I don't want you to be disappointed because you probably will hear everything I say, mm-hmm. especially now in the studio. Okay. So you're in between being fully awake and fully asleep. You're going to feel like you do when you're being massaged or um, having acupuncture, meditating, praying. It's a powerful state. Therein, your brain waves slow down. Big, fat, wide waves that are highly receptive to the new programming. So you don't have to listen to me. You can, but you don't have to because you can't do this wrong. All you got to do is leave your eyes closed. Okay. Okay? And if I may, I feel like Maybe people shouldn't listen to this while driving. I don't want anybody to doze off or anything. I think it's very helpful for people and and could be great. But if you're driving, maybe skip past this next part. Okay, go ahead, doctor. And here we go. And now as you are lying here with your eyes closed and your arms and legs uncrossed, receptive, just draw in a deep cleansing breath. Breathing in through your nose. All of that incredible power of your unconscious mind that is healing you, shifting you. Releasing on your exhale through your open lips any lingering doubt, any self-criticism. Let all of that stuff go. Drawing in another deep cleansing breath. Breathing in clarity and an image of exactly what you wish to attract. Releasing again on your exhale, 
any lingering yeah but or what if voices let all of that stuff go that is all a thing of your past powerless over you now as you resume breathing normally you find yourself going deep from five four three two one zero deep sleep every time you hear me say deep sleep with your permission for the purpose of hypnosis you go quickly you go easily to this depth or deeper where your physical body's relaxed and your mind is open and allowing these suggestions to calm you to ground you to begin to open you up to new possibilities, whether you believe this right now or not. And now I ask you still with your eyes closed to draw your awareness to your feet. They may begin to feel very heavy, pulling your legs deeper down with a wonderful, heavy sense of relaxation. Picture this in a beautiful, soothing color. Or you may perceive it as a warmth or a coolness or some other sensation entirely, even a sound or a word. But allow it to begin to move up through your feet and ankles. And as it moves on up into your legs and knees, it deeply penetrates every bone muscle, nerve ending, all the way down to the cellular level, flushing out any possible lingering doubt, any old need to self-deprecate, and fills up each and every cell with that amazing ability to focus on what you do want to have and be and attract and exude. And I have no idea how quickly this will become your chosen mindset, whether it'll click into place right away today or if it'll take three days. But I do know it will click into place at just the right time for you to begin to trust it and manage it as your way of being, feeling, moving forward. And now feel this heavy energy flow up into your torso. Paint on an extra coat all around your heart area, allowing that to open up, first of all, to more self-love, self-forgiveness, and others' love. As you begin moving forward toward healthier people, being healthier yourself, Trusting you have everything you need to make favorable changes in your life. You have real power tools, intelligence, an enormous heart, a warm, engaging personality. You have health, a support system, a sense of humor, creativity, and more. All the ingredients necessary to move forward being more.
to be. And now feel this flow up into your shoulders and down your back muscles, down your arms, all the way to your fingertips, where you may feel a slight tingling sensation. The rest of your body feels heavy and relaxed, yet your hands and fingers feel light and tingly with excitement. Knowing from now on, every morning when those hands fling the bed covers off of you, it sends a whole queue of energy through your body to others, continuously looping through yourself, that you're learning more who you are, the kind of man you wish to be, the kind of people you wish to attract, the kind of adventures and goals you wish to attain. And now feel this heavy energy flow up over the back of your head and up over the top. Slowly penetrating your scalp, your cranium, all the way to the base of your subconscious mind where it fertilizes that rich soil. So these seeds of suggestions begin to grow abundantly is your desired way of being as you begin to trust that you have everything you need to forge a new life. And now feel this heavy energy flow down your face, relaxing all of those muscles in your forehead, your eyebrows, your eyelids. And now paint on an extra coat through all of those muscles in your cheeks, mouth, lips, and tongue. So that from now on, all of those muscles work together to only voice words of positivity, of support, of encouragement, always focusing on what you do want to attract and have and be healthy, beauty, adventure, fun, and more, as that very quickly becomes yours, whether you believe it right now or not. Breathe this deep down now. In a moment, I'll count you up so that at the count of five, you'll be wide awake, alert, refreshed, feeling so hopeful, so trusting. Things are opening up for you now. And now you're coming up to one, two. You're more aware of the room around you. Three, these words and images stay with you, keeping you growing and trusting, even at those times you think you can't be. And now coming up to four, and five. One, two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide awake, Dean. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
How was the experience for you? Share what you felt or any physical symptoms or thoughts. I'm very relaxed. Cool. <laughs> That's the first step. Feel good. It's very much like a massage. Yeah. It's like very quiet, very calm. It is. Yeah, I feel like. Falling deep into a sleep. Yeah. I feel like I was at a meditation um, class. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Did I do anything crazy? Did I. Yeah, you pulled like your pants chicken? down. Yes. <laughs> you actually left the building your for rear end. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do feel really relaxed. I feel like especially with the breathing and the the the, the tone of your voice is very relaxing. <laughs> I've done this before. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> do you feel like you were asleep, like you were just waking up? Um, I feel like, as Dr. Nancy put it, like I was getting a massage or something okay. like that. Mm -hmm. All right. But I don't think I ever fell asleep. Okay. Good. Right. Did you feel like you were sort of zoning out? Well, I would notice my mind wandering to places where Good. I was like, why am I thinking about this stuff? Good. Yeah, what were you but thinking like stuff about? that wasn't uh -huh. necessarily what I wanted to be thinking about. You That's know? good. That proves you were in trance because um, other stuff comes up. And I told you, remember, you don't have to listen to me. We want your mind to drift off because there's nothing random in the unconscious. Whatever's coming up is something you're identifying with and is, an, is something to explore going forward. I don't know if you want to share any yeah, of the stuff an that example. came up. <laughs> what was something you thought about? It was mostly like dating stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, but that's what you talked about right before you went into yeah. it. I suppose. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. I guess. And that's an important goal right now. Yeah. Can you say more about what was popping up for you? Um. Yeah, I guess. I mean, sure, we'll talk about it. I So a girl that I used to date, I was heard of rumors of her dating someone else. And mm -hmm. I was like thinking about that for a little bit. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking about I'm going on a date on Thursday. I was thinking about that for a little bit. Okay. And I don't wait, know. Wait, hold on. Who's you going on a date on Thursday? Yeah, who's this with? I'm going on a date on Thursday, yeah. <gasps> but I'm not going to say anything more beyond that. <laughs> Is it the girl from last night who thought you were the most beautiful human she'd no. ever seen? No, 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 no. Nope, nope. That's nope. all I needed to do. So how yeah. is this supposed to happen now, doctor? Like, how is he supposed to manifest his goals from that? So do you feel like he'll have more clarity of thought now? Yes. And here, it's different for everyone. Um, when you were thinking about the girl you used to date, you mm -hmm. said she came to your consciousness. This does not necessarily mean you want to get back with her. Mm -mm, don't but at what all. Was, okay. But perhaps there were some traits of hers that do appeal to you, or perhaps there's some traits of hers that you want to avoid as you're shopping for other women. Okay, that's valuable information. So your unconscious is already delivering up to you something that you need to know right. as you mm -hmm. move forward. I do agree. We learn just as much from the things that we don't like that we do from the things mm -hmm. that we sure. do like, right? Mm -hmm. It's increasing. Well, that's when we were talking earlier about like there's one person or multiple people, whatever it is. I think as time goes on, you really feel more what that person should be mm -hmm. based on things that you've learned from others. Exactly. Agreed. Exactly. So, yeah, you may have uh, some images come up in your dreams tonight. It may be aha moments over the next mm. few days. There's really no time for it. It is different in here when there's 15 people course, watching you right. and the lights are on. So this I wanted to talk so bad directly. <laughs> <laughs> I hear I Mark refrain. banging on his keyboard over there. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, these are sounds of life that are always around us, right. even when we are doing formal hypnosis. Right. Um, so we expect that and we go with that. But still, the fact you did let go and your mind was zoning out, this shows us you, you, this, you're very suggestible. Well, I do have very vivid dreams, too, so I'm curious to see what I dream of tonight. Mm -hmm. ah. um, but Email me and let me know, we'll report and, back. I, and I'll analyze it for you. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, that's important. I feel like this is one of those things, too, where it's like the more you do it, the more open to it you become, right? 
And the more you let go right. and the mm-hmm. more information you mm-hmm. access, absolutely. It's very difficult to, and I'm sure you can attest to this, get a lot from just one session, right? I feel like the multi- more, more sessions, right. the better. Right. Especially under these circumstances. Mm-hmm. No offense, but usually people are not being watched. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's always some need to perform. Mm-hmm. But still, you let go. I mean, you had the hallmark physical cues of being in hypnotic trance. Your eyelids were fluttering. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, yeah. too. I noticed your eyelids. That was oh, wow. interesting to me. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hallmark trait of someone's going into hypnotic trance. Good to know. Yeah, so you let go. Maybe we could have a private session one of these days and we can go full on. You got it. (laughs) You got it. Um, Okay, well, Dr. Nancy, that was a great experience. Do you have any parting words maybe for our listeners that might be struggling with something that they can... I'm I'm curious to think, like, is there anything that they can do on their own to help them, I guess, as Mark said, like manifest these things that they're working on or working towards or interested in that kind of stuff? Absolutely. They can re-listen to this and Mm -hmm. be very mindful of the language they use. Now, we're never going to get rid of all our negative, anxious thoughts because mm-hmm. we're human mm-hmm. beings. We're not robots. However, if you manage it and flip it around to what you do want, never mention what you don't want, then you're much, your chances are much greater of moving toward what you want. Mm-hmm. So I, focusing on don't smoke, focus on being smoke-free, right? Mm-hmm. clean and healthy. That, Huge difference in the unconscious. That analogy you used of saying don't slam the door rather yeah. than... Mm-hmm. Close the door gently. I think that resonated with it's, me quite a bit. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And this is going on, again, 100,000 thoughts a day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of moving images. Right. Dr. Nett, I like when you said every um, trust that you have everything you need to make favorable decisions. And I think that's important, too, because sometimes when we're you know, having to decide between two different things, we're, I'm sometimes looking at like, oh, if I, de- if I pick this decision, then am I going to be left with like some negative consequences from it? So I want to be able to trust that I'm making the right decision moving forward. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you do want to be aware of negative consequences, but when you pause and, and ferret it all out and make the best judgment, then you choose the result or the action that's going to give you more positive consequences, of course. Awesome. I like cool. it. DrNancyIrwin.com. DrNancyIrwin.com. And you, I understand you're a doctor, I'm sorry, an author too, right? What was the book that you wrote? We don't have it right here. Oh, I wrote one about uh, making uh, changes in midlife. It's called U-Turn, Changing Direction in Midlife. And that's a visual. It's Y-O-U because you make the change. Mm-hmm. U-Turn, Changing Direction in Midlife. Love it. So yeah. check out U-Turn. Check out DrNancyIrwin.com. Um, I'm going to reach out to you. And Good. maybe have some more future conversations with you as well, love if that's it. okay with you. Awesome. You cool. got it. Well, thank you for coming in thank today. You. Yeah, thank you. This is a great experience. Thank you, guys. I loved it. Yeah, loved it too. This seems like a great time to talk about Talkspace. Talkspace is actually pretty cool, though. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. I think that's one of the biggest things, too, Mm -hmm. is people just don't have the time to make for it. Like me, for instance, uh, like I said, I've been going to therapy for the past three or four months. And while I was traveling, obviously, I didn't have direct access to be physically in the same room as my therapist. And so what I used was Talkspace. And that's the thing, too. It's It's basically no matter where you are, no matter what time of day it is, you have access to a licensed therapist that can help you talk through um, whatever it is that you're you're working through yourself, because remember, therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into child's memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management, living a happier life. Um, having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and help make positive changes. This is great. Everything's on demand nowadays. Right. It's a brilliant idea. Now it's therapy on demand. Wherever you are, you can get the help you need. And I feel like therapy... For some reason, got a bad rap for a while, but now it's becoming more, in my opinion, socially acceptable. I think people are really realizing the value of it. Right, which is great. And and Talkspace Platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. 
To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price for, of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Dean and use the code D-E-A-N to get $45 off your very first month. Uh, show us some support. Show Talkspace some sh support as well if it's something you've been thinking about but just haven't had the time to commit to it. Talkspace is a perfect, perfect option for you. Uh, again, go to Talkspace.com slash D-E-A-N and put in the code Dean. So two separate Deans you need there. Put in the code slash Dean, and then you put in Dean in the code box. You get $45 off your first month. Like I said, everyone benefits from it. Peter's an advocate for it. Vanessa, of course, is. Absolutely. And, and I myself. Um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, Dean, I feel like you're still as skeptical as you were before she came in. <laughs> I don't think that I was hypnotized. Your eyelids your were eye fluttering. Was, because was I was it. trying to keep them closed. You know, it's like when you... <laughs> I had some coffee this morning. I just don't think that there's really ever a state of trance that I was put in. <laughs> Granted, it was a relaxing experience. I wasn't kidding about that. Like, I, I've done the meditation thing where you're like, focus on your toes and now move up mm -hmm. to your kneecaps mm -hmm. and now your hips and your chest, like all that kind of stuff. So I'm familiar with that. Um, and she did have a very soothing voice. Like, it put me in like a state of, I guess, deeper... But it might be different if you do a one-on-one -on -one session with her. For sure. I, I think, yeah, the more you do it, the more it'll actually probably come out. Absolutely. But I was like, I was ready to like basically black out, wake up and have you guys like all standing over me like, what's wrong with I you? <laughs> I was like, when is that going to happen? <laughs> she literally said that's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> I was hopeful that it would, but it was still a great experience. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I guess really my mind just basically kept going to dating and like girls, which maybe is not I mean, that's good. a greater significance in your mind than you thought. Well, that's it. Maybe is, but like I don't want that to be a priority in my life. I want like to me to be living more purposefully to be my priority right now, you know. And I don't want that to come from dating girls. I want it to come from my own self, and not from finding someone else. I wonder if listeners would would find it valuable. What they do, like they could sit in a chair and relax and hear what she right. said and, and get the same I mean, benefits. I found it valuable. I feel I felt like I was like a like you were saying in meditation, and she had all these like mantras of like mm -hmm. self love and self forgiveness and positive encouragement you know like and all that stuff and sometimes my brain does go towards like oh like I was explaining if I make a decision I'm thinking of like the negative things that may come from it I want to think like positively so then when I make that decision positive things come from it so right. I, I I found it um which is awesome I found it helpful yeah. and so and so here's my challenge to you as the listener is to go back start directly when Dr. Nancy sat me down to begin the hypnotherapy and allow yourself to sit there through the same process as well listening to what she's telling me to do and taking that upon yourself. Focus on your breathing, focus on moving through from your feet to your head and see if you get anything out of it. And if you do, email us and tell us what it was. I think that you could still be hypnotized even through podcasts, whatever it might be. I, I'm sure there wasn't any specific to you. Right. Right. I mean, she, she didn't even say your name at any point. She didn't. She just said, no. think positively, which is great. I think we could all benefit from that. So that's yeah. my challenge to you as a listener. Go back. Um, sit through all of it, allow yourself to be open to the idea of it and see if anything comes from it. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Yeah, and email us and tell us what your experience is with it because I think that all of us could stand to benefit from it, honestly. All mm -hmm. right, before we go, we have some other stuff. We want to thank all of our sponsors. Yes. First of all. Let's go back to the very beginning from Beachbody On Demand. Thank you so much for giving, getting us super fit. Text Dean to 303030. And thank you so much to 23andMe for telling us all where we come from and our um, uh, sleep reports and all that kind of stuff. 23andMe.com slash Dean. Sure. Big, big thank you to Audible for allowing Mark and I to uh, to to share our experiences of reading these Indeed. fiction thriller books that we're reading. Audible.com slash Dean Dating or text Dean Dating to 500-500. And, of course, a big, big thank you to Talkspace for allowing us to reap the benefits of therapy no matter where we are in the world. 
Yes, indeed. And that is Talkspace.com slash Dean. And use the code Dean to get $45 off your first month. Perfect. And of course, big thank you to... Peter for being in studio with us, for Vanessa being in studio in Montreal, Mark and Easton, of course, as always. Um, and if you're listening, I think that you saw me, Ben, and a few others post about this. If you want the chance to go to the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas, you can see Justin Timberlake, Carrie Underwood, Fleetwood Mac, meet one of the artists, maybe not one of them, but there's going to be tons of artists there, so you have a chance to meet one of them. You'll stay at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Uh, while you're there, you'll play blackjack with Ben, Ashley, Becca, Wells, Blake, Jared, myself included. Hopefully, Peter and Tanya Rad will be there as well. Uh, we're raising money for Ben's charity, Humanity and Hope, uh, the same organization that Leslie and I went to with Honduras back in March. Uh, you can buy a raffle ticket for just $5. Go to ifonly.com slash bachelor. Uh, buy a raffle. I think you can probably buy an unlimited number of raffle tickets. And hopefully, we'll see you in, in Vegas. Uh, last year was a blast. We were like backstage the entire time. Uh, we met my I met Miley Cyrus, even though it was very quick, oh, but it was cool. still very cool. That was cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I was there for that one. Peter met BB Rexa. They fell in love. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> she dumped me. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> check it out. If only.com slash bachelor, $5 raffle tickets, hang out with all of us in Vegas and obviously just get a free trip to Vegas. So why not? And speaking of Ben Higgins, he has a new podcast that you should listen to. He does. Lady Bosses, Ben Higgins, new podcast. Lady Bosses and Ben is the official title of that very one. Very cool. Um, what yeah. is that about? But as the idea is people, you have these great ideas for an app or a product and you don't know what to do with it. And I've had this problem. I was like, oh, that's a genius idea. What do we do with that? Well, that's what this show is about is talking to people who have turned those ideas into reality, specifically women who have been able to pull that off and it's fascinating and empowering at the same time uh with this uh woman jesse draper and ben higgins it's on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts love it um anyways that'll do it for today's episode of help i suck at dating big big thank you to peter for being here thanks peter thank you for having me always pleasure i i feel like it was kind of weird watching me get hypnotized but i do appreciate you just being in the in the room with us while that all happened I was, I was hoping for a little more with that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we all future, maybe, maybe were a little bit, but that's okay. Um, big, big thank you to Vanessa. You were in studio today. You sounded fantastic. I'm watching you on the big screen right now. You look even better. You're not in front she of a mic. No Do you idea what's not, going but on. She's still FaceTime, but she's talk? off the yeah. mic. You're not, you can't FaceTime us. You have to talk through a mic. Okay. <laughs> okay I can't think um, and always, as always, big thank you to Mark and Easton for just being the uh, voice of reason and a regularly unreasonable voice amongst all of us. So. <laughs> Um, anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Unglert, and maybe next week I'll suck a little bit less with all of you guys. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.